Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement, and, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Clutter Jedi Council. We got your questions about Kylo Ren today. A lot, qu- lot of questions about Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Let's get to it. Colliders at a council. Pre-tape starts right now. I like that you have to start with pre-tape. Well, I'll tell you what. Christian. Start the show and we'll go right, we'll to do that. Welcome back, everybody, to... Collider Jedi, Jedi Council. Council, everybody. It's our show about <laughs> stars. Good, good. We're in unison. Ready, ready, ready. Clicking like glue. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. We are doing a pre-tape. Ken Natsaki is correct about that because at this time, I'm probably in Orlando, Florida at the Schmodown, which if you're in that area or around there, please come and see us. TheSchmodownLive.com. Tickets available for this Saturday. Come on, on up. Thank you very much. Or thank you very little. It is our Star Wars show. What we decided we're going to do is just take questions from you guys. So Everything you have guys have been going through Twitter, hashtag Collider Jedi Council. Ken's gone through got a lot of questions, but Ken, why'd you tell him about the pre-tape? Well, I, I want, as a courtesy of the audience, so that in the time that we tape this, in the time that it airs, if uh, George Lucas is revealed to be the director of episode 10, uh, that's why we're not talking about right. it. Uh, it happens. We, we even tape during the day and then release it later in the day. And God bless, like one day some news broke at like four o'clock and someone tweeted, like, get, get the news into the studio. They're on the air right now. And I was like, dude, I'm home in my sweatpants right. playing baseball right. We, games. We, <laughs> right. We pre-tape, and, uh, and just, now, now we're able to just kind of shoot the S back and forth, yeah. he and I. But there might be some stuff that breaks. And if it does, then, uh, like Ken said, we'll figure you know, tweet us. And we'll talk tweet. about our, give you our thoughts there. But yeah. we are going to get into your uh, questions, and we're going to answer them. Ken, what do we got? Get some good stuff? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mark Riley, our producer, pulled out a lot of uh, questions, trying to get as many as possible here. They're, they run the gamut. Like I said, a lot of a lot of Kylo Ren stuff, which uh, you know is understandable going into episode nine. But let's start with this one from Caleb, Caleb. Oh, Caleb Morrison. Dune. Oh, Caleb. Caleb Dune. Caleb. Yeah, Caleb Morrison. Uh, he writes. Uh, Do you think after the saga films are over, it also means it'll be the end of the crawl being used? I hope not. 
Yeah. I don't I I know that I, I don't think we're on the opposite side of this. I, I don't like that they got rid of the crawl for everything. I know that right, it was right, right. kind of designed for the saga films. That was what the explanation was. But when I used to play the video games, whether Knights of the Republic or anything, the, the crawl would always be there. Yeah. And it, it, to me, was part of Star Wars. So I would like to see it come back. Mm-hmm. I would like to see it be part of whatever new trilogy they do. It's it's based off that old serial stuff that George liked in the, in yeah. the like the 30s and 40s, and I, I I like that they brought that back in the 70s, and then they brought it back in the 90s, and they brought it back for this new trilogy. I hope they go back to it and get rid of this because it was awkward in in Rogue One, and it was very awkward in Solo. So I don't really All like right. it that they're uh, not using it. I think we're we're de- we're in the same ballpark. We are, we're eating okay. the same hot dogs right. at the concessions. In fact, Just don't you- throw it at Makuga. <laughs> um, <laughs> tattoos, um, but. If you go back to like pre Rogue One, when this remember this was like kind of like uh, going to come story. out and yeah. like uh, you know we debated it for forty five minutes. I think you would have you can find video clips of me being unhappy with that decision, saying like even serial the Star Wars serial has a crawl porn right. out of it. Uh, Rogue One as much as I so here's the, the thing like Rogue One it, it didn't work for me, but I love the cold opening. So I'm always like, well, if they had had a crawl and they got rid of the cold opening, would I've wanted that? Switch. I don't know. I love that scene. I, I love. Do too. Yeah, and it's really. So you, you could have done both, uh, or maybe go to a crawl after that, because Rogue One, more than any of the films, seemed to be lacking the. Hey, for those who aren't sure what this is, here's the time period. You and I were like, we just read Catalyst. James Lucida, it's so right, good. Right. We knew everything going in. Uh, I think it suffered a little bit. Now Solo, I I like the compromise. I could I've wanted could I've you know taken a crawl and been happy? Absolutely. So I'm not like fighting on that one. I did like it. I like the mini crawl. At least it gave some context. Yeah, a little bit. But the crawls are it's part of the tradition. It's part of it. I like to do that. And I tell you, even though I agree with you that that opening scene in Rogue One right. it's amazing and it works as a cold open. Yeah, yeah. very much that you could have done a crawl, but it wouldn't you if. They would open with a crawl and then scan down to yeah. that time period. Yeah. You would have been fine if they just did a flash afterward that said, whatever, 10 years later. Yeah. You would have been fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I would have been fine with it. Or was it 15? Whatever, how many years it was. Yeah, it would have been fine. Because I just, the Rogue One, it's, it's funny. Rogue One seems, uh, the respect for the movie has gone up a little bit yeah. sometimes. And it seems, uh, uh, then, then in the past, uh, when it was actually out, a lot of people were like, ah. Uh, to me, just the... It suffered from the casual fans, so I saw the film with a lot of friends of mine who were just like, I, I, get, I get us before New Hope, but what's going on? And where I was just like, oh, they're on the planet Lamu. Right. And, da, 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 right. da, and, and that's where I think it could have used the table setting. It was pretty inside baseball for a lot of it. And I, yeah. I, I, I as a Star Wars fan, really liked that, really but like I could it. see the casual viewer. But yeah. we made a billion dollars, so a lot of people saw it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people saw it. Something like Mandalorian. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get a crawl every no. episode. And the Clone Wars, we got you know, Tom Kane voiceover the newsreel footage. I, I like that. That's a great al- alternative route to go. What would you want out of the Mandalorian? Mandalorian, I'm okay with opening the series with the crawl if they did. I don't think yeah. they will. But if they did open, like I don't want to see every episode open. Right, right, right. But if they, if every season opened with the crawl, I think you could do that. I like pretty, that but I think they've just they've, they've shot themselves in the foot with such a definitive statement of like it's just for the saga films. Yeah, that was an error. Yeah. They, they shouldn't have done that. And I think that don't, fans would forgive them if they said, no, we're going to go back on it and we'll, we want to reintroduce the crawl. I hope they do it for mm. this. If there is an old, old Republic trilogy or whatever mm. it might be, I hope that they use that crawl. And whatever Kevin Feige is doing as a massive Star Wars fan, I hope he brings back the crawl. But yeah. it's, it's, you know, 
Whatever. It is. It's fun. Yeah. Traditions are fun, and some traditions it's okay to move past, That's but true. other ones it's, it's it's part of, you know, I still miss the 20th Century Fox fanfare, yeah. you know? They but can still hey, bring that maybe, back. Maybe, uh, they can still bring that back. All right, what's next? Uh, next question comes from Rob Mack. And Rob Mack asks, if you could only have one, would you rather have a Dr. Aphra Disney Plus show or Ray Sloan? And what would that look like? I think we both have our answer here. Uh, I think we do. Well, I heard the first thing is, you know, this is a qu- question we're taking, but why do we have to choose? Let's put them all in one. But it's a good question. We're, bo- we're both taking the same thing. It's Ray Sloan. I'd go with Ray Sloan. It's Ray yeah. Sloan because Ray Sloan opens up. For me, I want to see. I, I, I don't know how much Afra can do outside the comic, except you get this cool character, fun character, and you could do probably some exciting stuff that you develop this brand new character, see some of the stuff with Vader, the history and some other side missions that she does. And it could be a good show, but to overall further the lore of star Wars to see what Sloan did to get that other side of the empire, to really dive deep into a a story about a particular officer rising through the ranks, coming through, being involved in all of it, and then getting involved in the resistance at the end. There's a lot of story to tell with Ray Sloan. I think that's the clear cut winner. If you're going to do between the two. Yeah. If you, if you have to choose, if you have to choose, which is, which is cruel, Rob, it's cruel and unusual. Afra, I love the character of Afra. She's, she's really, Fun and Ballsy. and weird, uh, absolutely, and and goes all over the galaxy and doesn't have to affect, you know, isn't affecting the end of the galaxy. Right. She's she's in her own little weird world, and I love it. Uh, it's Saint Astaros and and Magna Tolvin, all these characters, are, and of course triple triple uh, zero and BT. Uh, I think it would be fun. I think it'd be interesting. I I just can't separate my own personal interest in in, in the character of Ray Sloan, yeah. who's who's really you know, and, and Rob asked, what would that look like. If if Ray Sloan's the lead of this thing, we know I don't want to say she loses, but we know Snoke ends up with control, right? Gallius Rax, he's dead. She's right. got it. Brendel Hux, we know uh, Phasma and 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 Armitage Hux take him out, right? We know all this stuff. She is a conflicted character because her reasons for being part of the Empire are really interesting and somewhat justified if you go into her story. Her, she was on a planet that was uh, not just war-torn, but like uh, just crime-torn. And, right. and the Empire comes in, and, and from her perspective, her young perspective, cleans it up. So she's like, I like this. But then she goes along, and, and, and she, she, is, she stays true to herself, even though she's working for the Galactic Empire. Right. And that's part of what happens at the end. I think with the Aftermath series, she makes a choice to serve herself. And even though she's going to kind of do what the Empire, the Emperor wanted, okay, go, go take the pieces of the chessboard over here, it's, it's now she is doing it for herself and her version of the Empire. And how does that go away? How does she lose? And what happens? Does she die or she go somewhere else? That's, I, I don't, there's no action necessarily right away that I can pitch to you. You've been in development. I don't know what you would take with that or what would you say it's similar to. in the to. middle of wars, man. I mean, there's yeah. so many wars that she'd been a part of and so many things that could happen that I think that you could, there's always, there's always Star Wars battles that can erupt, especially yeah. the time period that she's in. So. And they talk about the, the horrors of the unknown region yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Thrawn, uh, the Thrawn trilogy that just passed and the new one that's coming is going to go a little bit more into the since the unknown region. But, Something out there. Something yeah. happened. In I like it. I mean, I would, I would really like to see a Thrawn series also. But all right, what's next? We got Lauren Romo at Low Roar Nose. Uh, she's part of the last uh, Star Wars fan group on, on uh, Facebook there. She says, hey, gang, with Palp's return and Kylo going down the dark path, could you see the Force balancing itself and have another light side user help Rey in the fight against the dark side? If so, who? 
Uh, great question, Lauren. I chose it to kind of talk about something else you, you've been talking on the show. Yeah, I think last week I mentioned yeah. this, too. I think that that's exactly what's going to happen, and I think that's why Boyega's going to pick up the lightsaber this time around, and, Boy- and Finn's going to wind up being a force user. And he's going to be like, i got some tingle in I my finger. I think it's going to happen. I think that they, they hinted at that at, at seven, um, and I think that it's, it's going to be... And I also think that there's something more with those kids that were chosen to be mm. part of that program. Because if you read that one book that he, that I can't remember, right before the Journey to Force Awakens, right. he was kind of a special soldier. There was something about him. Oh, that's the Before the Awakening, uh, Three Star Ray, yeah. Finn Poe, yeah, yeah. which and was it, really great. That book's really good. And Greg Rucka wrote that, yeah. Yes, and there was something about Finn, something different, something mm. that Phasma kind of latched onto, that he was a very different type of soldier, and his instincts and his reflexes. So I, th- I think it'll be Finn. And I like the idea, uh, this is something that uh, has come up a lot about the balance of the Force and, and, and in the Freddie Prinze rant, he talked about Lucas's, the Emperor seduces Anakin, which, which creates it yesterday, yeah. Yeah, uh, which creates the twins, right? Yeah. That's Lucas's kind of, and that's a shorthand version of it, obviously. So, yeah, if, if that holds true and they're kind of keeping to that and, and Kylo stays who he is, let's take the Ben Demption and put it inside. Uh, we both think it's probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got Palps. You know, we don't know. We're going to talk more about their relationship. That'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Someone else rises. Yeah, and that's pro- unless you break, make it a brand new character, which is also certainly possible. possible. Um, but I think that it'll most likely be someone that we've connected to already, and I'll be Finn if I was going to predict anything. Gonna pick, uh, All right, what's next? Trevor Evans at Trevor Evans seventy seven. Uh, do you think we'll see Yoda, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Luke Force Ghost at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, similar to the end of Return of the Jedi, or perhaps they all show up to assist against Palpatine? Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, okay. Uh, I wanted to focus... We've, got, we've gotten the ghost one before, yeah. and we'll talk about that, but I like this idea of assisting against Palpatine, but uh, what do you think about that? I don't think they're going to assist against Palpatine. I think it's the same type of thing that's going to happen. Remember, Obi-Wan couldn't couldn't help Luke when he went to Vader. Mm-hmm. What's different about this? Yeah. You know, so I, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to help out, but I do think that Yoda will show up again. Yeah. I think Yoda will be there again. I think that, obviously, we're going to see Luke. Uh, I, I would love to see Anakin. I just don't think it's going to happen. It would be great, mm-hmm. but I don't think you should get your hopes up on it. Um, yeah. But assisting, no. But there could be something with that shot—a nice throwback. The same thing, Return of the Jedi. That I wouldn't mind if you saw all the Force Ghosts and the Vanagon pops up there. Great. Yeah, yeah. Force Ghost party. Uh, it'd be it'd be <laughs> neat, but I don't think it's happening. I like so the idea. Like, I think you're very right. The the you know keeping it. We got that uh, monologue, uh, the the Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer from Luke. Uh, this is your fight now. Right. I, I think that stays consistent. But I've I've always been intrigued a little bit by. Some kind of spirit world, world battle. We're in the spirit world of uh, of uh, Palpatine, yeah. Luke. You know, we saw Yoda do a little bit more uh, in, in Last Jedi with the tree and the lightning and everything. Um, that while they're up there fighting in the clouds uh, and they're down there fighting with lightsabers. It'd be interesting. It'd be something different. I, I don't think it's consistent with what you just said, but it'd be fun. That's why, uh, Trevor, good question. Yeah. All right. What's next? John Mariano. You know, know John. That, John. You'll, you'll probably be seeing him at a live Schmodown event in January. Soon. Yeah. John writes, in the spirit of this deal keeps getting worse all the time. What is one thing you were hoping from the sequel trilogy since childhood that you uh, hope would happen that hasn't and, and probably won't. Well, the reunion of the big three. Yeah. That's probably, that's one we know can never happen. Um, 
for our characters and for real life. And um, I would have loved to. And, and I, I'm not being a, a grouchy Episode Eight hater. I just wanted to. I I wanted to see that powerful Jedi Master of Luke, of Luke, helping, fighting, um, being the all pure Jedi that he eventually went out as. He discovered at the end of Eight. But I wanted to see that. I wanted to see from that Thrawn trilogy by Zahn back in the day that that kind of Luke. I was looking to see, you know, the one who had found all the balance, the one that we learn about in canon now that was discovering all the, the pieces and, and, and watch what he became. I wanted, mm. I, that's something I really wanted to see. I wanted to see him pick up a lightsaber and have a fight, not, not just a hologram mm-hmm. running around, but I wanted to see an actual fight with an older Luke Skywalker to see how powerful he was. It was something I've been looking forward to. After Return of the Jedi, like, what is Luke going to be like as an Obi-Wan? Like, what's that going to be? And no, I never got that. I go into the big three one uh, as much as I love where everything went. Right. Yeah. Um, I still. I yeah, it's still a, a interesting decision that they made it for seven to to right. to kill Han, uh, which I do I do like in the end to keep Luke on the on the island, which is I thought a real brave decision. I love the ending of Force Awakens. So I don't I wouldn't trade it away because I love I love where it goes. But. Knowing that, you know what I mean? Like knowing that, that Harrison's going to go and right. you can't factor in the Carrie Fisher tragedy right. that, 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 you right. know, but Harrison's going to go. So they made that decision to not have the big three a long time ago. And that still, I'm like, okay, going back to childhood. Right. When we always used to write, yeah. write episode seven in our brains or, or act it out on the playground. Like, okay. Like, again, I, I, I buy it into where it went, uh, including the Han thing. Um, but I'm always like, interesting. Yeah, I think I, you and I talked about this. My my thing, I'm on I'm on two mindsets with with how it all went down. The one is like, how do you not put the three of them on screen together when you have them all back? Right, right. That's the first side of it. But the side that I've always been on is that you look at the kind of the real life situation is that it doesn't always go that way. Luke right, right, is right. off trying to decide something. Leia is running on a, on a different path, and Han's trying to save his kid. And you don't always get that happy ending the three of them together. Tragedies happen. And Luke is like, oh, I would have loved. And the one thing that I thought was going to happen um, that never happened, that even Mark Hamill himself thought was going to happen, was in the snow when the lightsaber goes flying that uh-huh. Luke was going to catch it. Right, right. And that's yeah, where the beginning of Luke and Ray's journey was going to start. That, to me, would have been really interesting because if Luke would have battled Kylo Ren then and there, bested him pretty soundly right Mm -hmm. and then he's got to recover from his injuries similar to what happened with obi-wan and vader making him more powerful that he wants to come back and that this arc is starting to happen that plague or plagueis that's that's another (laughs) thing there's another thing plagueis being uh snoke but snoke then working with him because snoke had a radically i know we didn't see him that much in force awakens Mm -hmm. but he just seemed very different from force awakens to last jedi last jedi he like Snoke and Kylo Ren to me had a very different relationship in, in Force Awakens where he was definitely the power, but he was the master working with his student where he was just messing with him in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And in Last Jedi, he was just talking down to him, degrading, like get him to a point where he's just he, he got what was coming to him because he just kept pissing this guy off. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen Snoke playing with Kylo, but still that's what Palpatine did so well with Vader and Anakin, is that he would give him all these great things about him, make him feel so good, 
Then he would throw in like, you know, like a bad stepfather or something, right? He would throw in these things that made him feel bad about himself. And in the comics, they explored this mm-hmm. even more so. But then he'd flip him back and let him know how powerful he was. And I wanted to see that relationship because imagine that would have happened with both Snoke and Kylo. At the end of nine, you have this really powerful Kylo Ren now battling Luke. He takes out Luke, and that's where Rey has to now fulfill her destiny. That's kind of what I was hoping to see, but it didn't happen. Okay. Good one. John. John. Thank you, John. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. All right. Uh, We got Jody Wan Kenobi. Oh, I like that. Yeah. What do you think the chances are that the star Kevin Feige is supposed to want for his Star Wars movies is possibly Tom Holland? Think about it. He's a popular, great actor, and young enough to lead in the trilogy or saga. He could be a great young Jedi. I don't disagree with that. Uh, the only problem I'm worried about with Tom Holland is any time these stars keep getting all these big roles is just uh, oversaturation, overkill. Yeah, yeah. Because the biggest problem an actor could have or an audience member can have is looking up at the big screen and going, oh, there's Tom Holland. Oh, wait. No, he's a Jedi. Right, right, right. And that's what has happened before with certain characters in different franchises, and it's hard to believe them as anything but them because they've become big stars. Um, but he has said he's looking at a big star to do a movie. Hmm. Um, Tom Holland, I wouldn't shrug at at all. I like Tom Holland. I think he's great. Yeah. I don't. It, it. This is an easy answer. Is what we always talk, or a lazy answer is what we always talk yeah, about. Yeah. Is that it? Just depends on what the project is. Yeah. If it's yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those things to where it, it's him as a young Jedi in the old Republic, well, who's going to say no to that? Yeah. Um, but I think I want to see a little bit more. I want to see something like I want to be like a little bit more risky. Like I said, like a, like a Tom Hiddleston as Palpatine, a young Palpatine is something I would really want to see. But I just don't think. Feige's going to play in that timeline. I think he's going to play in, in a timeline that we're not familiar with. Yeah. But what do you think? How would you feel about Tom Holland, or who do you think he's going to be? Related to Tom Holland, I, I do really think they found a, a, a great long-term future star Tom Holland that, that, that we'll see if we can go outside the MC walls, and I, and I think yeah. he will, and, and the Sony walls. Uh, not unlike Robert Downey Jr., you know, different, obviously different path uh, to that. So Tom Holland in a Star Wars picture is great. Uh, I think there's a lot of, I mean, at this point, there's so many MCU actors to choose from. Uh, Rene Russo could be the answer. Anthony Hopkins could be the answer. Uh, I I wonder if it just makes sense that Feige would pick someone from that universe. Chris Evans, Brie Larson, uh, you know, hey, Sam Jackson, find a way to work work Mace back into it. I just wonder if, if he's got some other thought like, hey, let me go over here for a little bit and do something completely different. Um, and maybe these people can cameo. Maybe right. Chris Evans is a you know imperial officer or something like that, and he and he wants to maybe find something new. I don't know. I think it, Chris it, Evans would be great in the Star Wars movie. What would you see him? What would you see him as? I mean, I'd see him as a soldier. Yeah, I see him as a soldier. Um, or like even he, he people don't realize that he could really. Play. I mean, you look at this, the Knives Out trailer alone. Mm-hmm. He could play cocky. He could play a solo yeah. type. I'd like to see him as maybe like the one of the lead characters in the, in the old republic thing again if they do the if, old republic yeah, yeah. thing uh so i would be okay with with chris evans i think he's a great actor you look at snowpiercer just a lot of these movies besides just captain america and i think not on similar to what i was just talking about before you talk about somebody you got to disassociate oh that's captain america up on uh, up there but that's also on the actor whether it's tom holland or chris evans to put something new inside of this character that you almost forget Right. That they are th- that person, and, and and you move along uh, yeah. with this new character. Yeah, Evans. Yeah, Evans. Uh, Evans is a is not, not, not a scoundrel Han Solo yeah. type, but that, yeah, yeah, that kind of that area. Like I know Doctor Affer is kind of the Indiana Jones of Star Wars. So I don't want to take that away from her, but but Evans in that type of 
archaeology, Indiana Jones type of. Yeah. Not even us archaeologists like like Afro, but you know what I mean? Just like I know what you mean. A little yeah. solo, but not quite solo. You go space Indiana Jones. All right. All right. What's next? Uh, we got uh, going down a bit there. Adam on the list to Meskin to Meskin to Meskel Canyon. Uh, yeah. If Darth Vader does appear in the Kenobi series, and they indeed have one last duel before Episode uh, Four. Would you be okay with Darth Vader exposing his charred face, showing Obi-Wan that he is, in fact, uh, more machine than man? Oh, I would hope for it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you're trying to get viewers, not, not just viewers, but word of mouth talking, you right. want to bring Hayden Christensen back, that's where you bring him back. Yeah. And you put him in the costume. and you, like One of the most impactful moments in Rebels was when mm-hmm. Ahsoka cuts yep. off half the thing, and there he is, and he's gone. Yeah. You learn right there he's more machine I'm in. Is it, it, the, the yellow eye, the, he's gone. He's void of all human emotion. He's just no empathy. He's gone. Uh, and we get to see that with Obi-Wan. Yeah, I would hope that you get to see his face because he's got to mess him up again and pretty bad this time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he's got, Obi-Wan's got to win the fight again. Because, yeah. like he said, when I, when I left you, because they can even have that conversation. I think that about uh, he thinks he's the master. It's like, yeah. we'll find out after this fight who the master is. Obi-Wan yeah. wins, and he's like, ah, you were the master, but I, and I was but the learner, but now here I am, and now yeah. I'm back. I think they can make that work. Yeah, the, the image, you talk about the Rebels one. I, I love that. I, I'll, I'll even go, if you go frame by frame, there's that moment. You hear his voice. It's Anakin's yep. voice, uh, Matt Lanter's, yep. not Vader's. It is, to me, a moment where he is, this, there's a little crack, crack in, it, in, in, in the uh, sheen, and, and, and Ahsoka is has a moment there where he she might be able to bring him back it, it, like there's this like he's calling her name and it's anakin it's not vader but right. he's always at war with himself and then immediately boom it switches back to what you're talking about Love there uh it's a great moment uh end season two as we know if you have that with kenobi and i don't want to do beat for beat we're not saying remake it but yeah. just the same type of thing of of uh especially if you were to get hayden back you you, you're gonna want what to see a fight! You're gonna you, want to see his face at some point. Can you imagine yeah. if you're able to get Hayden Christensen back to fight you and McGregor again in a big battle, yeah. in a better battle than they had on Revenge of the Sith? People would lose their minds. It would yeah. be a great time. But the other thing I just thought of, and I never, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about yeah. this with you on the air. Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. a missed opportunity. Okay. Classic line from Vader in Empire Strikes Back, or a lot of different things. I think he even says in Empire Strikes Back, "Don't make me destroy you." Right. Right. Why does he say, "Don't make me kill you"? In in uh, Revenge of the Sith, what a opportunity would have been for him to say, oh. "Don't make me destroy you," because that yeah. is such more of a powerful word than yeah. just kill. Kill is like yeah. what every madman says: it's "Like, don't yeah. make me kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Oh my god, I'm mad. I'm going to kill you." As opposed yeah. to, "I'm going to destroy you." That that's kind of the power that came from Vader: destruction. And I, like that. That, I watched it recently, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah. Why don't make me destroy you?" Absolutely, uh, you know, yeah. Let's right. Get, let's get George here and ask. And ask him. You know, it's funny because if he, if he had said that, I wonder how many people would have eye rolled. Of oh, they're calling back things because every once in a while that popped up. But that one makes sense. sense. It's like the first time he really uh, said it too. A, a hint of what's to come. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like I that know, idea. Random thought. I like that idea. Yeah. Anyways, we're, I'm still so excited for the possibilities of a Kenobi series. Yeah. I always have to temper. My excitement because uh, if it, if he ends up just uh, you know being a moisture farmer and fighting pirates, <laughs> I don't want to be let down. No chance. But him versus Vader one last time. Do I you know how that. pissed off people would be if he's on the planet and not once doesn't use the Force or a lightsaber? Going right. It, it's just him 
doing like little side missions to where he's yeah. not a Jedi. It really, it's just like, oh, how dull would that be? Yeah. How no, dull would that there's be? There's a lot, lot of area to yeah, go with the no. character of Kenobi, so yeah. I hope they take it. Yeah. Going to Sam at kid underscore hootie. Hoodie? Hootie. 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 Uh, Sam uh, writes, uh, what do you think the relationship will be between Kylo and Palpatine in The Rise of Skywalker? Do you think Kylo was aware of Palpatine's existence? Thanks. No, thank you, Sam. So let's go. You're talking about the Snoke and stuff that maybe you wanted there. This is a great question because we don't know right now. We don't know uh, at all. Like, it could be them... Kylo and Ray going to get something on opposite sides of MacGuffin. It could be them going to fight him together in the end. It could be it could be a lot of things. Uh, his grandfather's boss. Yeah. You know, like, what do you got? I think that Palpatine's hiding in the shadows. And I think he's hiding, well, in plain sight, honestly. Like, right. I think the more and more we talk about this Matt Smith thing, I think it's they're hiding him. I think that okay. Matt Smith's probably going to be like Professor Quirrell or something. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do you, so Professor Quirrell... In the first, in the first Harry Potter, uh-huh, yeah. has that turban on his head, yeah. and he's got Voldemort. He's, Voldemort's basically inside of him. You know, it's like but, with the mosquito bites I have this week. <laughs> exactly, yeah. but I think Palpatine has done that with Matt uh-huh. Smith. Um, I think there's been even been maybe in rumors about that, but that's that's that that's like a that's a thing that just makes sense. Okay. Um, and maybe if that's the case, Matt Smith is mm-hmm. then working with kylo kylo not aware of it or maybe he is aware of it i don't mm-hmm. know but uh maybe maybe we find out that that character has been kind of pulling the strings and that's been the the resurgence of uh of palpatine okay you? W- w- well what do you think there re- what's the relationship what, what, what is kylo how, how does kylo view sheev in the history books and i mean he's got to worship him right he's got to i mean this is this is the greatest sith mind of all time and if you're going down that path unless you know because he's so corrupt by the power he thinks that he could overthrow him Mm -hmm. which would be a stupid move um Mm -hmm. but it's also that's kind of why i think you need to find out exactly what part did palpatine play with snoke right you can't just not address where did snoke come from at all you have to right. give us a little about that right yeah i mean in fact yeah i think i think we'll get a little more but yeah yeah where's the actual What's the role? Yeah, it would be weird to not have any mention of Snoke and Nine. Right. To me, yeah. It's just because, like, what did Palpatine, how much of that did Palpatine have? Mm-hmm. Did Palpatine bring him in? Was he a, was, was Snoke trying to overpower the Palpatine rule? Was he a, a, a agent of evil for Palpatine? Like, what, did he know Palpatine? Right. You know, or did, or is it something where Palpatine, all this stuff happened and Palpatine is just coming back now? Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, there was something that was triggered inside the dark side, and now Palpatine's coming back. And maybe it has nothing to do with Matt Smith. Maybe it's the fact that Palpatine just okay. has, has found a way to come back, and it's now. Right. And maybe it has been through a beacon through through Ray, and he's got nothing to do with Snoke. I don't hope that's the case, but it's right. also possible. Yeah, it's, it's it's. I know we we know thanks to Bloodlines, we know the galaxy didn't really know what happened up on the second Death Star, right? Uh, Palpatine was murdered. In fact, in Alphabet Squadron, uh, the, the lead character Erica Quell, she was you know defector from the Empire, but still, even as a rebel, refers to the assassination of Palpatine, and 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 Vader is viewed as Vader. It's not redeemed in in the in the galaxy's eyes. Does Kylo, who as Ben Solo learns a little bit more who he is, and going, does he have this? view of that situation where it's either Vader, my grandfather served you, therefore I I like you, I want to serve you or work with you, or does he have the no, my grandfather killed you 
And I'm going to, you know, go. And I'm not saying specifically to the let me finish what you started line from Force Awakens. Yeah. Just in, in, a, in an overall sense. That's the big question. I don't know if I have the answer to right now. I would lean on the side of no more towards worship because mm. of A, the both the book and the audiobook of The Force Awakens that was apparently a scene in the movie that they cut out was a line that Snoke said was that Vader had a great career minus a couple setbacks. Right. With meaning yeah, there's so, yeah. turning on Palpatine and everything too. And that's what he's, Kylo's been trying to emulate him, right? Um, yeah. And that's probably the one blemish on Vader's career. And that was when Ben was battling... Before the Han Solo death, that's when he's battling in my light side or dark side. Right. I don't know yet. Right. Once he's full, I mean, he's he's off his rocker by the time Last Jedi's over. Yeah. So at this point, you got to look at like, no, yeah, you chose that path too, pal. Right, Palpatine. I'm, I'm. Le- what did you do? How do I learn? How do I become? I'll try to try to kill you afterwards if I if I can. But teach me everything you know. Hmm. I'd like to see that. If that's see that. if that's the side. It's a trick. This is this is why I, I do really, really love the return to Palpatine in some way, yeah. some way, shape, or form. I think it makes some kind of sense. And we've talked about that. Yeah. And JJ's talked about that. Yeah. We talked about it last week. Um, and I just don't exactly quite know. Right. And I love that. Uh, Next, Joe Self at Tweet Joe Self. I like Joe. He tweets us he a tweets lot. Us a lot. Uh, what would you like to see is the final shot of Rise of Skywalker since it's the end of the Skywalker saga. It should close with the Force uh, Spirits of Anakin, Luke, and Leia. This is where Joe goes. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to my Game of Thrones fandom, and, and I, you know, going the last few years, I was like, what's the last thing going to be? You know, turns out now, for those who haven't watched, spoiler, um, it's Jon Snow going north, and it's a almost very much echo beat for beat shot that started this this the show. Then it expands into unknown, you know going forth with the wildings. I love it. I just watched it again the other day. I watched it actually live in concert, I should say, at the Hollywood Bowl, and it just, it moved me, this, this poetry and this thing. And Star Wars poetry is famous, and, yep. and I don't know. I don't, this is so good. I don't know. What would don't you know want to, What would you want to see? Um, Ray with a satchel over her back, walking Ray, away like Bruce Banner in uh, the Incredible Hulk series. St- stay and staring at two twin sons. It seems... Simple. Sometimes the answer is the answer. You know what I mean? Uh, I used to say that a lot of movie fights when I would try to wit, like, that's the answer. The answer, don't try to be cute. That's the answer. Uh, so her with some kind of hope in a new generation, I could see that. Not not new Jedi, nothing, just her. But I don't, I don't. I think her training I, Jedi would be interesting. Training Jedi, her yeah. training Jedi in the Academy, picking up the Jedi, kind of having the full-fledged, because it does... Sh- I think you can keep it open-ended. Not that a new saga like episode 10 would start. Right, right, But that new movies could start. And new characters Mm -hmm. start. And, like, let's say she's training a particular student. By the end of the film, the last shot is her training a whole bunch of students. That Oh, well, maybe one of those students could be the lead in 20 years from now in their own film. Mm -hmm. I was a student of Ray. That was set Mm -hmm. up in episode episode 9. You remember the last shot where she had the whole academy? Well, episode 20 years later, it, it takes place with one of those students in the academy, one of Ray's students. Ray's not even in the movie, but it's about the academy and what happened. Yeah, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. You could do something like that. The other thing is what I thought could be very interesting is even though it, it's not episode one, but it was the first shot we've ever saw in Star Wars, is a ship mm-hmm. flying over the camera, right, really right, big, right, yeah. kind of flying out and then yeah. just into the stars and a crawl to end. Ooh, a crawl, a to crawl end. to end, a crawl to end. Yeah, 
which would be that's interesting. Be very interesting. It'd be like, something. <laughs> we just do like the American graffiti ending. Poe went on to open up a bed and breakfast, but uh, it, it's <laughs> but it may, may, maybe not, not to that extent. But yeah, but yeah, but something like that, where it's it's like this is closing out. Years went on, and you know it's it's basically what you did in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So like, there's been years of well. Make it definitive that yeah, yeah. for the next ten or fifteen or twenty years, the Republic stayed in until the next adventure. Dot yeah. dot dot. I I do now, much like your war tauntauns last week. Yes. Now I I want to see the freeze frames. Like, yeah, C three PO went on to open a car dealership <laughs> in Tatooine. Uh, yeah. I love that. Idea. Yeah, um, going to like your episode Ted, and and you know we know in eighty three Lucas kind of gave us. Uh, we'll say definitive end because the war was won. Right. We're dancing with the Ewoks. We're celebrating. Uh, then he comes back, and and episode three gave us gave us the twin sons Owen and right. Beru looking out Luke, and and that's there. You got some poetry, blah blah blah. Um, not beat for beat, shot for shot, but the the the, the poetry's there. This one, I do like the idea of of keeping it spiritually open, and this idea that maybe we have an end to this. And and you're talking about the the Jedi or, or Academy or anything, just capturing that idea that this goes on the galaxy goes on we we are building something anew the new new republic whatever you want to call it um but not to say that we're getting those answers again but but just like knowing that we can come back to this story right. because it, it is it, it was it's been tough and i think they i think they've done a great job others might disagree but i think they've done a great job of saying post endor post the victory that you thought ended everything god bless you. you um what really happens? And it's gone very real. So the takes, the takes an alphabet squadron are great. The takes an aftermath. I think what we're going to see in Mandalorian will back up this stuff. Like, no, it didn't end. Not only didn't end, it took a while for the galaxy to write itself. And that's, to me, I think a wonderful take on it. But also, you have to, you have to sell people on the idea that Ewoks dancing wasn't the end. Right. So in this one, you can't have, well, me, I'd like to see Ewoks dancing. But. Why not? Well, maybe they can be part of the big battle I pitched. Maybe yeah. one of them is riding on the Tauntaun. Why don't Ewok on a Tauntaun? Chief Wicket on yeah. a war tauntaun in a battle to end all battles. He's old now, Wicket. Oh no, Wicket. Yeah, he's old, but he, he's, he's still doing. I think he and Princess Nisa. He could have your beard. Yeah, he could have my beard. Uh, I think he and Princess Nisa leading an Ewok uh, contingent of warriors on war tauntauns. Yeah, is Nisa his lady? Well, not officially, but it's it, she's Chirpa's daughter and okay. she's canon. She was more from the old days, the cartoons, but then they have made her canon again. What, what's she canon in? Um, just the little books and comics and mentions. Okay. It's not like I'm, I'm waiting for that Nisa story. Right. But I, in my world, my headcanon, her and Wicket, eh, maybe a little it. smooching. You know, go out for a raspberry phosphate. Got it. Um, <laughs> Ewoks don't do that. Um, <laughs> well, they, they, and they, they patty cake. Yeah, <laughs> patty cake, patty cake, Ewok, fun. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> Where's that slingshot going to go? Um, and then I think Chirpa steps down. And Wicked. You're and Wicked. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your mama. Um, and then they come back on more tauntauns. Please, someone draw oh, that picture. Man, Not the, the patty cake picture. <laughs> I'm sure that already exists on the internet. I'm sure that's already out there. I'm talking uh, about war tauntauns. Right, okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, um, what's next? <laughs> trying to find one that would follow that up. No um, chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
God bless you. God yeah. bless you. Um, uh, this is per okay. This is a perfect follow up. Thomas F. at Salves and Zen. Salves Thomas. Hi Thomas. Good sell. If John Favreau, that guy's wise. Um, if John Favreau actually makes a Star Wars holiday special, uh, would you like to see a scene of all Ghost Jedi and possibly Ghost Sith getting jolly, performing a Life Day song and dance number? All right, it's completely. Uh, uh, silly question, but I figure it's a good transition out. No, and no. there's no chance they're going to let him do it. No, special. you don't think at all. There's no chance. You don't think at all. No, I, I mean, unless it's like a silly. You're cartoon. not wrong. No, there's no chance. He wants to do it, but there's no, there's no chance. That'd be. I just think Lucas hated it for that. Filoni would respect that, and Filoni would put up a fight against. I, it. I, look, I think I think Favreau's tight with George. Uh, I think I think he could convince him over a nice dinner. Well, who wants come to on. see that? Why I, come see on, that? you wouldn't want to see that. I'd want to see it from a certain point of view. Yeah, you'd want to see it on, for what kind of train wreck it was going to be. Because I, I talk about the, you know, the Star Wars show with, with Andy and Anthony and, and you know, uh, Scott Bromley over there working. I love their holiday stuff every year. It's so deliciously silly. Um, if you could do that on a scale. But yeah. why would you put money into that? Like when you, you when know, you I wouldn't put a lot that, into it. That's what I mean. Yeah. I wouldn't put a lot yeah, into it. And they didn't last time. Look what happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Allison Janney was in that thing, wasn't she? Alice and Janney in the no. holiday special? No, she is, isn't she in the Star Tours? Oh, no, I'm thinking of B. Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I got the two of them confused. Alice and Janney, B. Arthur. Arthur. Isn't Alice and Janney in Star Tours? Maybe. Like in the, in the... Yeah, Alice and Janney would have been like 20 years old or whatever. I, I, don't, don't, know. I don't know. Anyway, what's the next? B. Arthur, Ekmena. I don't know how I got the two of them confused. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jason C. and Jay Carpenabout. I know a lot of us don't want it, but what could Kylo do for those fans to accept him being redeemed in Episode Nine? Um, I mean, I think that it'll be accepting the way that they do it. They'll handle it the right way. I don't think that there'll be. It's just it's got to be believable. That's the biggest thing. It's like yeah. e- even if it's believable, I'm still going to go. All right, we went down that course. Fine, I see what they did there. It worked for the story. It's if it seems no pun intended forced. Yeah, um, that's where it's going to be. Oh, they, they just—they just don't—they just want—they just want a Skywalker to go out on top. That's why I push back. By the way, and I know that Fernandez and uh, Riley talked about this about how this isn't a Skywalker trilogy. This last—how th- is this not a Skywalker trilogy? How does this not fit it? Like seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I think it was either Fernandez or Riley. I'm pretty sure it was Fernandez that said that he doesn't think that uh, seven, eight, nine is part of the Skywalker trilogy. It's all Ben Solo. I mean, it, it, Kylo Ren. It's like just because he's bad. It's it, and Episode Eight. Even though you don't like where it went, it's it's Luke's that, 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 like it's Luke being on, like trying to figure out how to come back from this it's, place. It's it's, it's Luke's sacrifice. Yeah, he's the Obi Wan of the galaxy, not the story. He's yeah. the Obi Wan of the galaxy. He's it's him that's able to give them a new yeah. hope again at the end of it yeah, yeah, where he yeah. has a sacrifice it's, it's this entire thing has been about it's, the skywalker it's, it's, so it's less I, I didn't understand that, that point of view. Well, let's go invade rule of two yeah i know we uh, should. war tauntauns we should and uh, we'll do that yeah um i don't even know what the question was uh, now. what was the question oh the redemption oh redemption yeah, ben, yeah. Ben yeah. Solo. that's why that yeah yet again proving yeah. the fact that it is yeah it's going to end with him being uh, redeemed, yeah. and that will once again add into it. And he'll have another scene with it, that moment alone in Last Jedi yeah. where he's about to blow up his mother. He can't do it. Right, 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 right. Skywalkers again. <laughs> work, you know, it's, she yeah. was a Skywalker, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, came yeah. From, yeah. Um, yeah. As far as what could make people like it, 
I don't. I, Here's one thing I say. I, I, I like the idea. I also like the idea of him not being redeemed. I've said that several times. Uh, you know, Leia says he's gone. Luke's like, I'm, I'm not here to save him. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree. But, but it's Star Wars, and it's this lesson. And, and I don't think you go too far from that. I don't think you can sometimes, uh, in the, in, particularly in these big pictures. Uh, you know, is Mandalorian going to have happy, scrappy redemption arcs all the time? It will have some, I'm sure. It will also kill, um, you know, uh, uh, space monkeys. So, um, <laughs> The idea of, 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 of Ben Solo, I think people sometimes get caught up on when they say he can't. I'm not saying one. You and I kind of like, hey, what if he just decided, right. I don't want to be redeemed? That's my thing. What if he was like, no, I made my choice? I don't think that's going to. But like, they get caught up on this weird resume of, well, he did this. He killed Han. He blew up this planet. He didn't stop Hux from doing this. And Vader did the same stuff. And yeah. Lucas's point wasn't a, a checklist of bad things. Uh, focus, it, the focus was on this morality tale of, of him from one to six, right? right? And I think that's with Kylo, that's what it would be is, is whatever it is, whether you buy into it or not, this is, this is the lessons that you, you right. learn. I, I don't know. I don't, but I think, I think you can't convince people either way. Right. Well, we'll find out. Let's do one more, and then we have a very special guest. One more special guest. Um, okay. Um, Max Million. I like this one. This is make us make us think, then we'll get to some silliness. Oh, right. Max Million music. What is the most deeply human moment in all of the franchise? Deeply human moment in all of Strangely the enough, I'll probably go with a movie I think is the, the I don't know if it's the most, but it's just the one that comes to mind first. Um, it's the moment where Anakin loses his mother. Mm-hmm. When he's holding her, and even though it's just kind of like that, it's kind of like a movie death. So, <laughs> It, it's, it's the emotion yeah. that he starts to feel and that, that moment of loss, the moment mm-hmm. of hatred, the moment of question, the, all that. I thought that was some of Hayden's best acting in mm-hmm. that moment right there. But it also, it, it, and it kind of couples into the fact that then him walking with the body, the grave, like it, it's that moment of loss and, and regret. And I, I think that's a really emotional moment. Now, there are other emotional moments. I think that. Even the, the moment of doubt with Luke after he's, um, how many times have we all been there? Like there's something that we want, something we think that we can do, and we doubt ourselves, and we land on the rocks and go, that's impossible, we can't do it. And someone else shows us, no, it can be done. You just mm-hmm. got to believe in yourself and do it. Otherwise, you're never going to win. Like that, that, the moment on Dagobah. So mm-hmm. those are some that pop out. I'm sure there's other ones. but I think there's a lot. It's a great question. Uh, you know, uh, I'm throwing it on honest here in yeah. a curveball. I, I, I go to... One of the, one of the ones I go to right away is Shmi in episode one, giving Anakin away. Like like yeah. that's a very brave moment. Don't I, look back. I, yeah, don't look back. I think yeah. that's one of the a great moment of of heroism in Star Wars that you know, we don't see a lot of focus on the mothers in Star Wars, and, and I think that's a particularly uh, great moment. Um, I think uh, I think they're they're. I'll say, you know, I'll go this way. I, I really think it's the it's Luke's failures in eight for me of him sitting there going. I messed up. I messed up. And that spoke to me uh, on a different level. I always talk about Anthony Bresnikan of EW saying at the time of EW now, um, uh, was the Esquire now, I think, or Vanity Fair, uh, saying Last Jedi was just as much of, of growing old as it was growing up. And that, that's why I connected to the movie. And so to have him and, and, and to redefine a hero for that side of it, the, the older side, that to me was the human moment. And not, I'm not necessarily yeah. talking about him about killing killing. Ben or any of those moments, I think it factors in, but him just kind of like, I gone Don messed up right. and the Jedi messed up. And I thought that was 
a very human moment for me. But there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. All right, listen. So we have a very special guest in the studio today. And what I realize, as my uh, my tenure on this program is coming to an end, uh, this person's only been on the show once, but not really. Just kind of came in, did a little little thing. Uh, today, that said person came to me and said, hey, I want to do some stuff. And I'm a Star Wars fan-ish. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the wild man, a Josh McCook. Hey, everybody. Josh, what are, here? what are you doing What are you doing What's happening? You, you How'd you get in here? How'd you get in here? I've just found these glasses in that desk back there, oh, okay. along with like all of Mark Ellis's medication and some uh, old protein books. Looks like Rick Moranis. You, you yeah, look like yeah. Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures, and <laughs> yes. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Right, why are you here today? Okay, so I was thinking, since you guys were doing like all questions from the fans, and I'm yes. a fan yeah. of both of you guys, mm-hmm. that I would ask some stupid Star Wars questions from a, a casual fan. Sure. Okay. I, but you I, don't know the answer I don't know the answer to. Okay. Um, is this all true? This is really you don't know. The I have no idea. Okay. 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 Uh, what planet is Mr. Akbar from? <laughs> yeah. This is it. This, we, yeah. You're, you're going to laugh at the name of this. Yeah. Mon Calamari. Is like fried calamari. Yes. Mon Calamari. Okay. Yeah. Star Wars is very serious. George yeah. established that. Like Freddie Prince Jr. says, it's for kids. Okay. Um, it's true. Is Kylo Ren a Sith? No. 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 Uh, what happened to all those adorable skinny droids in Phantom Menace? You know, like the, oh, you know, the, they were like the, really the, cute? the Roger Roger ones. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they've been repurposed. They lost some big battles, mm-hmm. not as good as we thought. They've been repurposed by a lot of people. Uh, in the Freemaker Adventures, which isn't canon, there is one, and he's kind of cool. And he's, his, name, his name's Roger. There's also Roger. one in the novel that Mr. Bones yeah. that was an, like an assassin droid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. Uh, can you use a lightsaber to breathe underwater? Remember in Phantom Menace when they put the things you in the You can't mouth? use it, but, you, but I think some lightsabers do light up under water, right? So you, you refer, re- restate your question? Okay, so in the Phantom Menace, <laughs> they, they're question. going underwater. No, to I, yeah, but you know, I, I just ask your question again. I okay. should say, yeah. Can you use a lightsaber to breathe underwater? Okay. talking to the mic, too. Okay. You? Can you use a lightsaber to breathe underwater? So I'm going to say the answer is no, but can I ask you how you envisioned that even possible? Right. When you okay, so, take your face off. Oh, right. <laughs> no, so, so I thought that they like took it horizontal and there was like a breathing apparatus no, in no, it. No, no, that, that's a separate breathing apparatus. Got it. Got okay, it. Got, yeah, it. got it. I thought, I thought it, was a, it was a lightsaber. That's, that's my right, bad. That's right. oh, uh, we're clarifying for you. Yeah. Did we ever meet Master Cyphodeus? Yes, we did. Well, in, in a novel, yeah, uh, yeah and, and the Clone Wars, you, you learn more about him. Yeah, but you don't ever physically meet him, except he's in he's in a scene in um, in Dark Disciple. Yeah, he's in a scene. Yeah, and, and and he's popped up now in the Count Dooku Jedi Lost novel and oh, everything. Really? Okay. Actually, actually, you get to spend a lot of time with him. Oh, really? Okay. You do, you do. You, but uh, but he's younger and something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. And the Clone Wars, he he shows up, but he's like, he's kind of like, it's not him. He's a spirit. He's, he's right. a okay. possessed. Type of okay. And, and Master Sifo-Dyas isn't Snoke. No. Got it. No, but he's originally going to be Darth Sidious, but a clerical error led to the creation of that character. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, okay. And this leads, well, you said Duke already. Was there another Sith related to Duke? Because Siths have to come in too, right? You mean, was there an apprentice to him? Yes. So he did have an apprentice. It was, um, it was uh, Saj Ventress. So, was she in a movie? She was in the Clone Wars series, okay. and then she he pretty much abandoned her, mm-hmm. and she went off to uh, kind of go off on her own because the whole point is there's a rule of two. Mm-hmm. Palpatine, his his apprentice was Count Dooku okay. after Maul was assumed killed. Right. 
Duke is not supposed to have an apprentice, uh, but he did on the side with Asajj Ventress, but kind of little screwed her over and yeah. then uh, and then never had another apprentice. Am I right? He never had apprentices or he had one other one? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I think oh, yeah. Right. Maul, uh, Maul's brother, right? So, uh, yeah. We're learning all. There's some things we're learning more about Dooku, too, and newer canon, too. Okay. But, yeah, Asajj is And good. will Dooku come back in any of these? No, he got his head cut off in, in number three. That's right. Right. My, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Well, uh, is that lava planet where Darth Vader lives? It's where his castle is. Yeah. Now, yeah, he moved in. Yeah. Good rent. Why are people called Darth? It's rent controlled out there. Uh, Darth. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that one, that's, you might stumped us on that one. Um, yeah, I just never. It was, well, Darth Vader meant dark father okay. is what it meant. Right, right, Darth right. meant dark in, I think, some. German, right? Yeah, I think so. So they, what the actual uh, meaning was, uh, well, dark yeah. is the dark side, and it's probably oh, got it's it, a, got it, got a, like a moniker. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Um, Use the mic. <laughs> what are the names of the little red-eyed people who shuffle through the sand? Oh, Jawas? Jawas. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, where did Princess Leia grow up? Uh, Van Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was raised on Alderaan, which yeah. then got blown up in episode four. Got it, got it. And was Ben an alias for Obi-Wan, or was that his nickname? Was that just like a nickname people gave him? I think he landed on that planet and was like, I like the name Ben. I think you're probably right. I think that we'll we'll probably learn that more in the uh, in the Star Wars series. Okay. Uh, what is a Chew- what's Chewbacca called? Like, what's the animal called? It's a Wookie. A Wookie. That's right. I knew you, that. Come on, you knew, I, you knew that. that one. That's my bad. Yeah. I forgot. That. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, was that Yeti that captured Luke mm-hmm. on Hoth mm-hmm. in that galaxy government place where they're you know no no because in no. in there were scenes in the Empire Strikes Back that were shot uh, that he actually killed a bunch of stormtroopers. Uh, yeah, they didn't, they, okay. it was like a heart. It was like the thing they tried to make it yeah, like. Yeah. Are stormtroopers clones? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. That's that. That is not true. Uh, maybe in the early years, mm-hmm. uh, things. But yeah, the clone troopers got phased out. There's uh, the Charles Soule comic. Uh, the first couple issues, there's yep. clones with Vader. Okay. They started recruiting people yeah. from all over the galaxy yeah, just because Vader, they yeah. felt the clones actually they got old too fast, mm-hmm. weren't working as much, mm-hmm. and then they found better they could propaganda they can manipulate more and get more soldiers okay um well is endor still around you will remember yeah. endor the endor was never uh, shown yet we've never seen endor but I, in the, there were ewoks moon, on moon of endor is uh, what, what you've what you've seen okay. um, but the moon of endor is still around it hasn't been blown up we just haven't seen anything from it yet got it where did chewie and han meet M- mimbon okay. now did you see solo the movie solo yeah they met yeah. in that prison. Ah, yeah. got it. Uh, what were the fish people called in Phantom Menace? Fish people. Which fish? Which fish? Oh, real oh those are gungans. Oh, gungans. Gungans. There we go. Now I want um, fish sticks. Uh, no. are, are the Don't you s- wish these were the Schmodown questions? Yeah. <laughs> are the Siths from a planet? or the, They're yeah. from Van Eyes as no, well. <laughs> no, they, no. they originated. They, they're, the Sith lore originated from an old canon called Korriban, which has now been changed to Moraband. Um, but that's where Chlorophyll, more like Borophyll. That's really what it is. But they that that the Sith we have not explored that yet. I think in the Clone Wars we did, but we have not explored it yet in live action, which I think that they should. Okay, love to see Kylo Ren go to Moraband. Two more yeah. questions. Yeah. One: Are all the Mandalorians bounty hunters? No, 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 uh, no. They, they, they are warlike until Satine comes along, makes some kind of pacifist, uh, which creates a death watch or. or, or 
in Bolden's Death Watch. In Legends, they were more based in kind of that, uh, you know, okay. Boba Fett image. But yeah, there were no. warriors. With, there was yeah. big warriors. wars. The big wars with the Mandalorians and the, and the Jedi and the Republic back. A long, long time ago. I don't know if that's canon anymore, but... but it is, sister. It is, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, is Jar Jar Binks still alive? In what, now? Going in episode nine? Yes. We don't know that, but he was definitely alive post-original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's it. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Congratulations Thank you. on Good. all your success. Thank you, Zach Thank you. Baggins. Have fun host, uh, yeah. hunting ghosts. That's it. That's, that's everything. That's, the, that's, that's our Star Wars show here for today. Thank you, Josh McCuga and uh, Ken Napsock. And for you guys for submitting all these wonderful questions. It was a lot of fun. Really appreciate it. Uh, Ken, where can the good kids find you? You can find me at Ken Napsock or follow me at KenNapsock.com. You can pick up the book Why We Love Star Wars, listen to the Napsock Files, or see me, Mark Ellis, doing live comedy November 16th in Washington, D.C. So if you are in the Orlando, or shoot, if you just can get to Florida, if you can get to Orlando. If you're, get there. Get there. Get there. This Saturday, October 19th, we are doing a big event, Corruption, the Champions, Mike Kalinowski. That's right, Mike Kalinowski and Chance Ellison playing up against John Roca and Dan Merle, Legends of the Game, in the main event of the evening. And if you get a ticket, get this, if you get a ticket, you'll be placed in a raffle. If you are part Ooh. of that raffle, Fatal 4-Way, if you're chosen to play in a Fatal 4-Way during the pre-show, you have a chance to get a trip to Los Angeles. We'll fly out. We'll put you up at a hotel, and you can compete in a Schmodown match next season. You can choose any manager of your choice, but you got to get tickets to SchmodownLive.com. And last thing about the Schmodown is December 7th, the Schmodown Spectacular. Five big matches. Tickets are all on sale right now. SchmodownLive.com. Thank you, Ken Napsock. We'll see you. Uh, uh, what's yeah. wrong? You got something? Else? No, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you going to put them up in a hotel in Van Nuys? Uh, if you if, at this point, I think that we should. Van my, Nuys should put us put them. My up. apologies to Van Nuys. Van Nuys. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next week. May the force be with you always. That little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's, that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. Let's be there for us. Let's be there.